to share with you. Kind of step by step or model of how to relate to anxiety, how to transform anxiety. And anxiety would be just a, an example. So this is actually a method from the Tibetan tradition, which you can then explore in in all challenging emotional states with all challenging emotional states. The last time when I introduced the, this topic I was trying to make you curious about anxiety. to um, return to that also a bit. What if a life without anxiety is actually not an option for us? So what if a life without anxiety is actually not an option for us. That the question is more how can I relate to anxiety in a different way? How can I actually grow with anxiety? And this is particularly true if you feel inside of you a longing to grow, a longing to come out, a longing to make a difference. Because every growth, every step into the unknown will be surrounded by anxiety. Every coming out as who you are will be surrounded by anxiety. Every major spiritual experience which really brings a change, which really brings the growth, will be surrounded by anxiety. So that's why we sometimes we get stuck in in a life which is full of just patterns and doing the thing we already know, you know, without uh, without uh, daring, without putting yourself out there, without being vulnerable in your relationships, 
So if you start to listen to your anxiety, your life will become smaller and smaller. The movements of your body, of your mind, of your heart, your activities, the way you relate in, in relationships will become smaller and smaller. Sm smaller and smaller, like rigid. And as soon as you break out of that which you know, that which you always have done, that which feels safe, there will be anxiety. And the biggest anxiety is the awakening, is the enlightenment. Because that is dying, that is like dying. So if you look at anxiety like that, we might start to stop. We might start to stop to make a problem of, out of it. It's a sign that you are heading towards growth. And if you are serious about healing the dark places in you, healing the dark places in this world, then we need to increase our tolerance towards anxiety. Not making anxiety make us but using anxiety for and this movement will be always surrounded by anxiety. We are hardwired. Like that. <coughs> so this, these five steps, they are not necessarily like one after another. They are not so much about they are not at all about getting rid of anxiety. Even transformation sounds a bit like, yeah, I will do something and then I transform it and then anxiety will be gone. Of course, I'm not sure of anything. So maybe there is somewhere a self-help book, a self-help book, which actually works and you know I, I have pretty much read all of this stuff so and I'm still sti I'm still sitting here when I give talks I'm still when I put myself out there mm -hmm. it's still surrounded by anxiety 
each workshop, each retreat, each uh, step into some unknown area, a new method, it's always surrounded by anxiety. And for a long time, I thought it's a problem. It shouldn't be there. There must be, wow, I'm teaching meditation and I'm still so anxious. Something is wrong with me. It's not working. And then I realized, no, it's supposed like that. It's, it, it's, it's natural like that. It's normal like that. It's actually a sign that I'm doing the right thing. Because it's a sign that I'm growing, that I'm that I'm that I'm extending myself. I'm going into the places which are unknown for me. And this can be little things. It can be giving a workshop to business people. So that's that's unknown. So if I step into that environment, then I experience anxiety. And I'm going to experience anxiety in ten years as well. I'm I'm pretty sure. I personally, I, I will experience anxiety on and off for the rest of this life. One of my teacher, uh, teachers, Lama Sopa, he says that one of the signs no, one of the signs that you actually start to understand the teachings on selflessness, on emptiness, on egolessness, one of the signs is you get shit scared. And then what can happen, and that would be very, very unfortunate, you, re you, 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 uh, you, you close, you, you like you stop to go into that direction. You stop to go into this uh, this this analytical process or this intuitive process that you don't exist in the way you think you exist. So that is a good example on how also in the traditional uh, in the traditional approach, in the traditional Tibetan approach, that that. <gasps> that uh, this the the anxiety which which arises when there's a gap oh there's a gap there's a i need to do something i need to there's a gap the gap of the gap which opens when you touch the vastness of your heart the gap which opens when you when you have a glimpse of the true nature of the, of of the, of the of the the, the true the true, the, yeah, the, your true nature. So, and then, it's so easy to go back to the rat race. Increasing your tolerance, your tolerance, your your commitment to to anxiety. So, so what I'm actually saying here is, uh, 
or that's the invitation is to commit to your anxiety. And and one uh, one one important aspect in in committing to anxiety is you're going to die. And uh, there it will be. The anxiety which arises when things fall apart, when, when that what you believe you are dissolves, layer after layer. And there's nothing you can you can do to stop that because it's in your biological system. So trying to get rid of anxiety would be like a candle flame trying to get rid of being hot. Like, ah, I don't want to be hot. So I don't want to experience anxiety. You should have read the contract when you signed in into the human life. So, of course, I'm not sure of anything. Maybe some of you have had an experience or you, you, you yourself have worked with fear and anxiety and you actually found something which worked for you. For me, nothing worked in the sense of getting rid of anxiety. Now I make friends with anxiety. I get used to it. I see it as something, wow, good. I'm doing the right thing. I'm following my, no, I fo I'm following, I, 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 I'm following wing, I'm following my long longing to grow. I'm, I'm following my coming out. I go into unknown places inside of me. In my in my relationships. In a way kind of no our instinct says if there's something we're afraid of, our instinct says Run. Yeah? Do something else. Numb yourself. Don't do it. Uh, what, what, what we are here exploring is maybe actually that fear is a sign of do it. Go there. Hang in a little longer. I mean not like uh, that it overwhelms you and you have a panic attack, but hang in a bit longer. Stay there. Go there a bit, go a little, go one step further. There was one situation, now I, I start to talk and talk. Maybe we do the meditation after the break. So. <laughs> Yeah, we do the meditation after the break. Uh, one, situa one situation helped me uh, to, to kind of start to change my relationship with anxiety, and that was um, 
I met this man in, in Spain and he had started this little retreat center in the mountains and he had built it up by himself. It was the house of his, uh, of his parents. And you no, know, and so I look, I, uh, my wife and me, we looked at this place and because we were looking for a retreat place. And, and then I asked him, oh, this, this is so amazing that you did this. Uh, wasn't it difficult? Didn't, were, were you not afraid to start something like this here in, in, the, in the wilderness? And then he said to me, if I would listen to my fear, my life would become very small. And then I was like, you know, sometimes these kind of pith instructions, they, they really hit, you know. You can read a whole book about fear and so on. And then like someone just, someone says something in the right way and it comes from the heart and then, yeah. And then there is this instructions, oh, one of my favorite pith instruction always was uh, the, the instruction of Magic Labdrum. Go to the places which scare you. Go to the pleasure places which scare you. Yes. Yeah. I have a question. I feel a bit confused. It feels like there are two different types of anxieties, actually. As the Can you speak up? Yeah, sorry. It feels like there are two types of anxiety to me. Mm -hmm. I think what you're talking about is that health anxiety before unknown, before uh, development. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the dark anxieties about losing things, people, about something which might happen to you, which they're completely unconstructive and they come from irrational, just a, yeah. just a storm all the thoughts. All the thoughts you now said, they are not irrational. You will lose all the things. Mm -hmm. Everything can happen at any time. Yeah. <coughs> so the, these fears, mm -hmm. uh, so what, what you describe for me uh, falls into the same category, okay. anxiety. Uh, what I would make a difference is uh, there is like you know, what would would fall into the category of panic attack or where it's overwhelming where uh, so there there I would uh, I would um, uh, still uh, still some of the things will be would be also some of the things I'm going to say would be also helpful for, for someone who has um, you know, who has experience of panic attacks, and then you can uh, you can distinguish between that ground anxiety, which I, I feel what you what you described is connected with that ground anxiety, and fear fear which arises when there is you know something in, in immediate danger. Uh, th that's uh, so. Here, I'm talking more about that <laughs> ground anxiety. Mm -hmm. 
which is basically the fear of death. this to do now with but if I mm. I should challenge myself and, be, uh, uh, and dare to do things mm. that scares me yeah but but that, that takes wisdom to know if, if ah. foolishness is involved yeah yeah mm. and, and to have yeah. knowledge to see the difference mm. Mm, mm, yeah <coughs> yes of course of yeah. Foolish things. yeah 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 Mm. Could you please repeat the question? I couldn't hear the question. Um, she said that uh, mm, there there needs to be also some wisdom to uh, to see when this going to the to the <laughs> scary places if there is some foolishness in that, like some you know uh, uh, not following common sense and uh, you know bringing you into a place which is uh, life-threatening for yourself and others. Or, you know, so, um, uh, so going to the, so go, when I say go to the, to the places that scare you, what I mean is do it step by step. Uh, do it kindly. Do it in your pace. Take support. You know, ask someone to hold your hand. Get yourself a coach, a therapist, a friend. You know, do it in groups. Yeah. Not foolishly. So, now uh, these uh, five steps. And those of you who have um, heard me teaching the heard me teaching the rain model or the compassionate abiding from Pema Children, so you will recognize some of the some of the things. It's quite like similar uh, kind you of. Did you call it the rain model? Rain model, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is kind of a bit similar. I just wanted to do something else for those who have, in a, in in a way, the same but a kind of different names, so that our mind becomes again a bit curious about it. So the first uh, is the pause. Yeah? And this is very important. Very important and very difficult. So pause means instead of doing what you usually do if there's some discomfort, to kind of go, uh, go the opposite. Yeah? So if there, and this is true for any kind of discomfort, restlessness, the broken heart, sadness, mm. insecurity, vulnerability, anxiety, boredom, so anything, <coughs> anything where out of pet, out of, uh, out of uh, intolerance towards discomfort, you go to the fridge, you eat, we get drunk, we, we get angry. 
we complain, we go into the head and talking and thinking, trying to solve it through the thinking. So many different, going shopping, yeah? Many different things we do to disconnect from the present moment, to disconnect from what is happening. And there it is interesting uh, to acknowledge your conditioning because the, what you do to not feel what you feel is, of course, that pattern which started to develop in childhood. But is it pattern? Pattern. <coughs> pattern. Oh pattern. Okay. Uh, also, depending a bit what kind of feelings in your family, what, what kind of feelings you were not allowed to express or have in your family. So, they are the, the kind of the Western psychotherapeutic interest and curiosity. Ah, where, where do this pattern come from? How do I avoid feeling my feelings, being with myself, uh, giving some space to being loyal to how I feel and what's happening? So the pause is like, it's, and of course, this is what we, uh, this is one part of meditation training. Meditation training is exactly that, slowing down. And being with yourself. And slowing down, what that also means is to bring, to go from the head into the body. So working with difficult feelings, for example, anxiety, is only possible in the body. Transforming being with anxiety means to be with the felt sense of anxiety in the body. To become curious about the energetic aspect, the somatic aspect of your feelings. And that is unusual for us. So one question uh, in the pause could be, uh, where is this in my body? And then with the in-breath, sliding into the body. And imagining that your awareness or your breath is like or healing hands or inviting hands, being willing to touch whatever there is. So you it's, it's a gesture of welcoming, it's a gesture of befriending of who you are. So instead of, say, instead of saying, oh, I shouldn't feel like this, like I did, you know, I should, oh, this is so embarrassing, I'm sitting here, I'm sweating, I'm anxious, and I'm a meditation teacher. I, I shouldn't feel like that. This is so, this is, I mean, this is a, so, and so instead of doing that and then using our techniques of, for example, shallow breathing, 
so that I don't need to feel the way I feel or watching television or whatever uh, so towards the pause is as a gesture towards a loving gesture towards and this is of course this is amazing when you start to when you start to realize and you start to see that anxiety is not dangerous it's not poisoning it's not going to kill you it's energy it's an energy you can definitely be with and this is true for all your feelings you're perfectly equipped to feel all your feelings this is amazing because uh, if you become more comfortable with being a human being uh, having feelings then you become comfortable more comfortable with your life because it's about feelings It's about feelings. So if you are comfortable with, more comfortable, more tolerant, more loving with, with sadness, with, with anxiety, with vulnerability, with also, of course, with, the, with joy and falling in love and being silly, yeah, the whole, then, you know, then you, you develop a confidence in you that I can live my life. Because it's actually not the situations, it's the feelings. The feelings, the way you feel about things, which are difficult or joyful. So slowing down, uh, and I can't imagine that it is possible to do the first step. I mean, I can't even imagine to do any of the steps without uh, sustained, regular, daily meditation practice. <coughs> Which does not need to be like a formal event, like, no, like a sh kind of a meditation show. It can be very, you know, very simple. Nobody needs to notice. You know, you c everywhere. You don't need to uh, assume a certain position or something like that. But some contemplative practice of twenty half an hour every day, twenty minutes half an hour mm -hmm. every day. This is difficult because there is a sense that there's more important things to do, and the habit of escaping will kick in. 
particular if as almost always there's discomfort when you sit and, and this is how it is there's almost always discomfort there's almost always something which maybe need first, first needs to settle and maybe which does not settle at all in that meditation practice so uh, but it's worth it it's really worth it you are worth it So you are worth it to be met with that friendliness, with, with that kindness, with that love. So the, the next, uh, the <coughs> second step is um, to, uh, to apply, to explore, to experiment with provisional methods, provisional methods of healing, of creating some space. And whatever works. So in the Tibetan tradition, you have um, like a really a big toolbox many different ways to uh, uh, to be with a, a difficult moment um, so and w so you are uh, you are so th and and that's your job to uh, to be curious to explore, to experiment, to actually do these things, and to find 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 a way for you, something which works for you, something which uh, which you are drawn to, something which is practical for you, something which you actually do, uh, to uh, to learn these provisional methods. Yeah. What does provisional mean? Provisional means it's not the final solution. It's like it's 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 a it's a way to 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 make it possible that you can apply the final antidotes or the final the final ways. Yeah. So provisional does not mean it's. Uh, that it is not important or that we that it's like let's go to the real thing first or something no provisional is important uh, but it is not yeah it's a kind of preparation <coughs> yes So one, uh, I will give uh, a few, uh, a few uh, m like provisional methods. Uh, so one in the in the Buddhist tradition, uh, important practice right in the beginning 
when you start to sit down, when, when you start to slow down, is to take refuge. So another word for, for to take refuge is uh, to go into a safe direction. So to um, to, uh, to to turn your mind to your your safe place, your resource. To turn your mind to what is protecting you. And in the Buddhist, in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition, that could be uh, the teacher, the Dalai Lama, the Karmapa. Like we have the two pictures here: the Buddha, Jesus, Krishna. I mean, Jesus and Krishna. Uh, uh, yeah, they are also part of the Buddhist tradition. So <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, something where you can, something where you can entrust yourself. Something which, on this level, is bigger than you. It's not real bigger than you because what you take refuge into is actually your true nature. But here, on the provisional level, there is this kind of trick we pretend that there is something out there which can save us. Yeah. So it's like please Buddha, Jesus, Dalai Lama help me bring your love into this dark place. You call your angels The Buddha, the Buddha angels, <coughs> and then depending on you, know, maybe you are someone who work, who likes to work with, with images, or you can, you, you can work with the image of the Buddha, or maybe you you are someone who likes to sing a mantra or sing a song, uh, uh, which connects you with your refuge, and it needs to be your refuge. So if I now would need a Buddhist refuge, I take refuge in the Buddha, you know, then some of you maybe would cring, like, ah, what's that? That's so new age spiritual. So then it does not help. But what is your refuge? So what do you want to turn to when you're going to die? Maybe tomorrow. And what you want to turn to is that actually a safe refuge? Is that really something you can, you know, you can, you can take your heart and, you know, if you take your heart and you give it to Dalai Lama, I promise you it will be safe there, more safe than here. And uh, that uh, uh, that that method is something uh, it, it, it does not fa fall from for some people it falls from the sky like very easily but mm, for most of us it is actually something we explore we train we do again and again 
something we need to familiarize ourselves with. So another provisional method is um, <coughs> connecting with your heartfelt intention, with your heartfelt mot motivation of what your life is about. And uh, in the in the Tibetan tradition, uh, in the Mahayana tradition. That is the Maha, yeah? the Maha in the Mahayana. It's the Maha. So the Maha is, I'm actually here being with anxiety. Oh, that's already happening, the, the pausing. and For the benefit of everyone. <coughs> I'm actually here not because of me, but because by opening to anxiety in this way, I'm opening to anxiety we all share, the cultural anxiety, anxiety. The anxiety on this planet. It's a shared anxiety. I didn't hear what you said. Connect with your heartfelt. And then I, I heartfelt motivation or intention. Okay. And Again, that is something in the Tibetan tradition, you, you familiarize yourself, you train, you try out how to awaken, awaken the altruistic intention, you know, that longing in you to make a difference, that knowing in you actually, it, I, that's what is at least said in the scriptures, that, that knowing that your life is not about you, and in the in the scriptures it says that somewhere in you is you know that so somewhere in you there is that flame of bodhicitta that your life is about others so now it's it's about you know does it make a difference for you so, as I said, it does not, if you, uh, now I should take refuge, okay. I take refuge to the Buddha, uh, may this benefit all sentient beings. Yeah, and nothing happens. So, the important thing here is to find your way in this, your expression, your words. And that takes time, that, that takes exploration. So another uh, provisional method is uh, compassion, self-compassion, compassion for others. So, and maybe in that sequence actually, self-compassion, compassion for others, and that would be something like this. So you you pause, you feel the anxiety. You put your hands on, on there where the anxiety is felt, maybe the solar plexus. Mm. And you say something like, this is difficult. Yeah. This is a difficult moment for me. So and then 
and you say it, whatever you say, this was just an example, you say it like with kindness. Like you would, you, know, you would say to a little girl, yeah, I, I can see that this is difficult. You, what I've heard when I was four years from my mother, don't make a face like this. So no, no, no matter, no, no, no wonder that, that that little boy didn't get to know his feelings. But now I can do it. So now I can say to this little boy, "Oh yeah, I understand that. This this is difficult for you." Even if, you know, people say, and my inner says also like the judge saying, you know, you, this is, you know, you are, this is stupid to feel like that. You shouldn't feel, no. I feel like this. It, 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 I feel like this. Don't tell me I shouldn't feel like this. I feel like this. And I am standing up for my feelings. I'm loyal to my feelings. So that is, uh, and then one can do a kind of the loving kindness. If you're familiar with the loving kindness meditations, like may I, may I be happy, or may I feel safe. Yeah. And then with the breath, you, know, you give some space. You soften the, you soften the fear around the anxiety the judgment around the anxiety, the shame around the anxiety. So that's like this. And then, yeah, and I'm surrounded by anxious people. So you, you, you open from all me and my anxiety to well, this is actually something we share. That is, that is something we all experience. And we should experience it. Because I should... I mean, look around. I mean, what kind of world we live in. So, that's like then from... from, from and, and again... This is not about, oh, no, you should think about others or something like that. It's about uh, uh, being, being aware of what happens when you open them. Does it give you more space? Does it give you more... So what is happening? What is happening? Um... Uh, we have a break soon. Um, a, a very, a, prof a very, uh, a, a very good uh, provisional practice is the practice of Tonglen, yeah, the, the giving and taking. And uh, what I just said before is a bit like there's some aspect of that practice of Tonglen. Yeah, so the practice of Tonglen is the opposite of what we instinctively do. Instinctively, we try to get rid of that which is unpleasant and we try to get the good things for ourselves. That's what we instinctively do. So in the practice of Tonglen, we reverse that. 
we take that which is unpleasant and give the good things away. It's an amazing practice. And uh, I have talked about this before. There's recordings, uh, 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 or also YouTube videos with Tom Nen, so I don't want to say more. But this is this is really... Pra uh, so if you want to do some research in the Internet uh, and you s search for Tom Nen, I have also a guided meditation on SoundCloud. It's called something with Tom Nen. So this is really... a a, a, a really a useful practice yeah? to 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 lean into that which you want to get rid of and to share that what you want to have so the uh, the provisional uh, method is also all the, like the mindfulness practice. Yeah? Stepping into the fear, being, into, uh, being you know, breathing into the fear, uh, using, learning some uh, methods of um, relaxing the body. Uh, learning methods of uh, bringing your attention into the whole body that meaning also becoming aware that there's parts of your body which are actually not full of anxiety It's it's very. Uh, I will uh, I will need uh, after the break. I will need a, 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 a little uh, meditation. How and and again, that's something each of us we need to explore because we are so different. But how we can by opening and relaxing some parts of our body, how we can really give bring more space. how we can soften the resistance which makes us suffer. Yeah. So, this could be part of uh, the second point, the, the third point, the attitude training, the lojong training. Lojong is the Tibetan word for this kind of practice. Lojong, which means attitude training. Lo as attitude, jong as training. Lojong. And there's a whole um, like body of teachings and texts. It's a, like a whole category of teachings within the Tibetan tradition um, uh, to change your attitude. To, to change, it's maybe in, in in Western terms one would call it reframing. Yeah, to to put what is happening into a different perspective, to look at it differently. Yeah. So it's, uh, but I, I I thought well, the the teacher who I took this from a bit um, 
made that a, a, a separate category. Um, so that would be a bit no what I did in the beginning of this evening, no starting about start starting to talk about anxiety, kind of making you curious about anxiety, like almost like wow yeah, I want to go there. I want this is a good thing. You know, it's like uh, yeah. I can see it. I can. I want to. Uh, I, w I want to explore it. It makes sense to me. So that is an attitude training. You no, know, by me giving you some new perspective, some new ideas. So before you would thought you would think there's nothing good in anxiety. So I'm actually here, uh, basically because I thought I can learn how to get rid of anxiety. Yeah. So that's an attitude. And in the Lojong teachings. Uh, uh, we 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 reframe and we we look at the situation, the emotion, whatever the challenge in a different way. We put it into a different frame, and then suddenly something which was a problem before, something which was like the most horrible thing, suddenly becomes something where you're curious, where you're open to. Yeah? So the first part. Uh, tonight was actually a lojong training, an attitude training. W one example for the attitude training is uh, the, the uh, a very uh, like uh, a basic Buddhist insight in the insight into anicca, the impermanence, yeah, the non-static, impermanent nature of everything, which would be something like, this too will pass. And actually, uh, so this too will pass, that's for sure, but actually, if you look closely, moment by moment, it's already passing. Moment by moment, it's already changing. So, this the training the and our normal attitude is this will be, this will last forever i mean it's like it feels like this this will i'm stuck i'm stuck in anxiety i'm stuck in depression i'm stuck in the broken heart this this will last forever And it's so easy to slip into that, to feel like, and it's not. It will change. It will change. It is actually changing. It is changing already. If you look closely. So this, uh, this, this too, will pass. This would be also a lojong training, changing the attitude. <coughs> Changing the attitude from this, I'm stuck, this will last forever, this is incredibly important, to ah, look, no, look at this, no, imagine to look at this from, 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 a, from one year ahead. Like, no, the, the, the anxiety you have today about.
about uh, starting a new job. Yeah? So the anxiety you have today about, well, no, the anxiety you have today about quitting the job you are in. Y you know you have to get out of it. It's not good for you. It's not what you really want to do. But you are scared. So the anxiety of quitting your job, uh, which is completely understandable, completely understandable. We all can understand it. And we all have been in that place. Yeah. So now, this too shall pass, Look at that anxiety from one year ahead. So, and to test it, you could look at an anxiety you had three years ago. So the 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 insight into anicca, into the impermanent, non-static, flowing, changing nature, the which is slowly, which then leads into the into the force, into the force point. It's like almost like you start to see that things are insubstantial. They are not really like. Uh, they are not really like solid made from stone. So this this could be a um, a short uh, like a short mini meditation which you could do uh, at work in the business meeting when you talk with a client <coughs> yeah uh, in in a difficult conversation with your partner, so to uh, uh, to to shift into your feet, and and of course you need to explore and do this uh, on your own first, so that you get really <coughs> used to that. You know how to do it, like how to do this, like kind of in the feet, like spreading as, as if you can like spread the feet and they, they yeah uh, so it's it's nothing I can really explain it's something you can you need to explore how you need to you need to explore and, and your body will learn yeah? and because uh, you no know, there's the connections with your feet you know that like foot massage and so on you know you know how the feet are connected with the whole body so so when you when you manage to uh, breathe into the feet or be breathe through the feet and you bring that then the whole it affects the whole body and you can really feel it so it it's not necessary that someone is doing it for you from the outside you can do it uh, from the inside yeah. So that's the feed, and, and you, know, you can you do it while you're sitting at the computer, while you uh, are in the meeting. And then the belly. So that's uh, you know 
with the belly there is also this kind of you can kind of feel the, your s the bones, your s the sitting bones, and you become a bit more heavy. Like so, the belly and the sitting bones, and then maybe the hands. So the hands is the same as the feet. If you if you if you spread, if you relax the hands, you soften the hands. You can feel it in the whole body. Because in the hands there's the same acupressure points as in the feet. And then the face maybe. Here this area. What well, like this is also very good to be aware of of this. I can And uh, so particularly you know, in anxiety, but also in, in when something really like makes you angry, because uh, then it, you, your feet and your hands and this it will will uh, tense in a moment where you where you get where you get an email which makes you upset. So if you then pause, yeah. And then that's that would be a provisional healing. This uh, uh, method of softening the belly, the solar plexus is also an area. So, but that's something you you explore in your own meditation practice. You know, what what kind of images and what kind of part, uh, aspects of the body are particular uh, helpful for you? This is, you know, if you uh, and one uh, one area where where you can really explore this is in the nights when you have anxiety attacks and you can't sleep. I have a guided meditation with uh, ocean ocean waves where I do this. So listen to that forty five minutes, where I kind of bring you into this area. Uh, in, into this area of, of your of your body, uh, and it's such a it's such a useful skill, uh, which you can then bring into your meetings. SoundCloud. Mm. Is it called anything specific? It's called, uh, if you uh, search my name or how is it called? Natural Meditation Podcast, I think. Natural Meditation Podcast. It's also on iTunes. There is also a body scan where uh, where I lead through the you know, this body scan. Uh, I did it now a little bit when I invite invited I invited you to imagine to breathe in through the feet, like 
Now you imagine that. And of course, for some people, that does not make sense. Now if you were a very rational person, you would say, yeah, but I can't breathe through the speed. <laughs> yeah? But, and that's, you know, that's how it is. So it's important that you find the instructions and the pointers which works for you. So for some people, when I say, breathe in through your feet, they get all over agitated <laughs> and, <laughs> and resistance. Yeah? It, it gets worse because they're breathing through the feet. What is, what is he talking about? Yeah? But for some people, it's like, yeah, okay, I breathe through my feet. Ah, oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, that's an important, um, important discovery that we all need, we, we all have our own path. We all have our own method. You, 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 you make your path by walking it. You, you can't just walk behind someone else because it's not going to work. Because that someone else, even if, it's, uh, if he has a fancy name or something, uh, is a different person than you. So some of the meditations, some of the things, or me as a teacher, is completely useless for you. But then you look for something else. So, that was the kind of beginning. Beginning for about uh, 10 million lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now in this lifetime, we are in this 10 million one. Yeah? So, we have had the 10 million. <laughs> because now, because we are actually ready to go deeper now, yeah. and uh, so the fourth step is is the wisdom, you know, the wisdom aspect, and I called it look through because I wanted to like find a title. I probably I will find something better, better, but that's what came up tonight for me. So traditionally, this would be the emptiness exploring emptiness. So now, if you never had received teachings on emptiness, what, what is meant, and so on, get these teachings. I, I can't explain it now, uh, like in it, so, but become curious about the emptiness teachings, what is called the emptiness teachings. Or, uh, um, so, what you do it's kind. It's that is that is like the vipassana or vipassana, the inside meditation, yeah, where you, and it starts with the the what I said before, the anicca, the impermanence, the non-static nature. But we go even further than that. And what you ex what you look into is, and that's the, what the Buddha discovered was that we suffer because uh, we project on things a certain solidity, a certain reality which is not there. And then we forget that we, we are the projectors of that solid, independent reality. So that's why we suffer. And that, uh, that uh, this mistake so that we don't that we don't realize that we are projecting 
a certain kind of existence on everything which is not there, that is called ignorance. It's a kind of confusion. It's like a bit like hallucination. We are hallucinating all the time. And then we take the hallucination for reality, for an independent reality out there, from our projections. So what you do in this step is actually to look what is really there. What, what is really there? So And you don't do it by thinking about it or by, by discussing it. You don't do it through philosophy, but you do it in the meditation through di direct experience, through looking. So looking into it. And what you look into is kind of three areas. The first one is, let's, let's start, well, it's, it's not a certain sequence. It depends a bit on the personality and what works for you. So what you look into is the, 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 the emptiness, or the emptiness is not such a good word. Uh, the, the, let's say, let's use insubstantiality uh, the, or openness. No, let, no, let's use insubstantiality. So what you look into is, or what you look into is uh, the anxiety itself. So, and you, 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 looking means like, it's really like direct, direct, no? So you explore, you go there with your attention, with your awareness into, into, into the, Anxiety. So, what is anxiety? Then you feel the end. So, and what is it without projection? What is it without words? Why is it so difficult to be with this energy? What is here in this moment, in this anxiety, if there's no language, if there's no memory? What is it? Really? Not your stories, not your names, even the name of. Discomfort is a name, it's a projection, it's something we put on a thing. Nothing is nothing is discomfort from there. You see, comfort and discomfort are conceptual categories we put on things. They are not in the things. So what you what you look what you look here is what do you find if you dig? Mm -hmm. So what 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 is it what uh, what do you find find let's say this is the anxiety yeah so what is it what you find when you look closer and closer and you really dig and dig and dig what do you find nothing a good answer <laughs> that's very likely but it it you know that you have to look you have to do the looking. You have to do the looking. So it's uh, that could be like a, a scientific answer, like quant physics or a philosophical answer. But no, there is there is quantum physics phys physicians who have figured everything out, but it didn't change their life. There is philosopher. They, they can you know constructivism or how it's called. You know, and they have all they have like Wittgenstein and so they have they have it figured out they have they have figured emptiness out but they have not looked it's not an experience for them 
It's a con conceptual idea. They can prove it to their thoughts, but they have not looked. So when they see a beautiful thing, when they see a difficult thing, it's still a difficult thing and a beautiful thing for them. So, so you, you that's you do with anxiety, but you also do it with the thing which you are afraid of. As, let's say you experience anxiety because uh, you know you want to put something out, like a guided meditation. You want to put it in the internet. And there's mistakes, and it's not such a good recording, and you know there's coughing, and you think, ah, oh, shit, what will people think? You know, you will get again this feedback. You know, it's horrible. <laughs> improve, <laughs> improve the quality, and you. So you get you get anxiety. So then, and it's and this is going to happen if you put anything out there. I mean, maybe not a picture from. On your for your friends, yeah, but any kind of anything you put out there, it, it, be it a book, a painting, a music, or whatever. Uh, so if if you're not working with this, you're not going to put anything out. You will wait, yeah, playing safe. You know, first it needs to be perfect, then I put it out, and then you are stuck there with your novel or with your poem. Or with your voice or with your whatever. Uh, so what you what you uh, reflect on here is that the whole thing, you know, fame and what other people think and what they write on Facebook, it's all a big nothing. <laughs> it's all made up. It's like a dream. We still, of course, we need to completely respect uh, that we as social beings, we give so much about what other people think of us. That's a fact. And it's, it's affecting us. Big deal. Big deal. <coughs> so, so I'm not saying, like, con kind of premature saying, yeah, so I'm not really afraid, you know. Who cares what other people think? We care a lot about what other people think. A lot. Uh, but this is the beginning of freedom. To to really look and to see, wow, this is completely. It's completely made up. It's completely. <coughs> and then sometimes you can genuinely feel like then you have your Buddha moment. You, you can genuinely feel this when they say, ah. Yeah, but then it's again. So that's why we need to do it again and again until it becomes continuous. It's amazing to uh, to be around people, to experience people who have freed themselves from that. You know, like my one of my teachers, Nama Sopa Rinpoche. It's amazing. It's it's really impressive to feel the joy and the freedom, and from someone who is really free from it in the in the traditional teachings, it's called the eight worldly concerns. 
you say again? The eight worldly concerns, the eight worldly dharmas. Yeah. So what does this person do with his or her life then <laughs> in this <laughs> moment? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what 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 spontaneously break, uh, breaks forth from all of us in in moments where we relax mm -hmm. is our uh, creativity, our, our goodness, our generosity, our you no. Know, then we will sing our song. Then we will, then we will, you know. And it doesn't matter, you know. It's uh, it comes from a genuine heart. It's it's just know something we want to express so we will be actually probably more productive more creative we will make more a difference like Lama Sopa does or the Dalai Lama or um, and maybe we can you can connect a bit with that that you are actually at your best when you are more relaxed and you feel safe and and Lama Sopa feels safe everywhere No matter what, he's always in the safe place. His attendant uh, told me once they went to, I think it was in Hong Kong or something, and he gave a teaching, and and he is like he's he's uh, unpredictable, so you never know when he starts, when he stops, what he's doing, and. Uh, and so he ta started to teach, and sometimes he's like teaching 12 hours, yeah? Like, he starts at 9 o'clock in the evening, and he goes through the whole night, breakfast, and he's, he's still <laughs> teaching. And uh, in, in, in that occasion, uh, people started to leave. And he was teaching, and people started to leave. And in the end, the attendant and Mama Super <laughs> were alone. <laughs> 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 you know, do you think Lama Sopa thought, oh, I must be a terrible teacher? Well, <laughs> 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 like, something is wrong, you know, I should, I should maybe I should work on something. <laughs> no. So what he said to Roger, yeah, yeah, but there's the unseen beings. They are still here. <laughs> the gods and the hungry ghosts and, and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time is up. So, yeah, so it's like the anxiety, then what you are afraid of, and then you look into that which is afraid. You. So you, you, look, you look back. What I'm, who, who is that? What, what is it? What I try to protect? Like, you know, not putting out my work. What is it? What I try to protect? And then you look and you look and you can't find. You realize it's also completely made up. You try to protect like a self-image, a story, like, like something you know because you want to. We want to appear in a certain way to ourselves and others. It's completely made up. There's nothing there. There's nothing you. There's so. And again, it's it's easy, quite easy to understand this, like intellectually. Yeah. Uh, but what is what is very important is 
you need to look again and again and again and not find it. It's not enough to say, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, I, I try to protect the self-image, something completely made up. That's not enough. So you need to look and look and look again and again. So it's an ongoing process. And this is, of course, some, a teaching one needs to explore much more. Also intellectually, yeah, so, but then uh, receiving the teachings and the instructions on how to do it in your meditation practice. And then actually do it. So this is, this is important. It's, it's not something where it is enough to understand. You can understand selflessness quite easy. <coughs> I mean, if you go to a teacher, he, he can explain it to you, to you, or a neuropsychologist, or a philosopher, or whatever. They can explain to you the selflessness. But the thing is that you, in your own practice, in your meditation practice, you need to look and look and look and not find, ag and not find again and again and again <coughs> and again. That's why... Meditation is so important. Well, the the inside meditation practices. So then the last one is if you are quite quite familiar with those, yeah, like you you have learned to pause and you have learned provisional methods and you have done attitude training and you have some experience of emptiness. Then the fifth step is, and I didn't know how to exactly how to call it, but it is uh, seeking out. What I mean with that is that you uh, intentionally go into situations which are difficult. So right now we're working with the, with the stuff which is already there. Yeah, so that's where we train. But then at one point you actually go to scary. To, to like, you know, there's the Shur practice, there's a practice like this, for example, slaughtering the ego, uh, transforming demons, it's, it's also called. So there, the practitioners, they go to cemeteries and they go to haunted places, they go to uh, places in nature which are like uh, th uh, uh, challenging, uh, or, you know, so you would intentionally uh, go towards these situations. 